Welcome to discussions of music, healing, and consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Protzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous, ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in Season 2, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests, going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started. I won't deny it's really nice to have an AI write up a whole blurb of something I just don't have the time to write. Well, so. exactly. And okay, so I'm going to jump on a soapbox here. Forgive me, people. But why not? You know, if AI can take over 80%, let's say, of the communication, the written communication that we need, yeah. um, 80% of us don't care. If we're working with the 20% who really do, they can get the information from AI just like everybody else. Yeah. But what we deliver had better be you know, on the 20%, top 20% level versus the middle 80% level, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can get by with AI-generated music if you're talking under the bell curve. But when you get to the outliers where it matters and where people really are, are tuned in to what's happening, yeah, you know, AI is not going to do a play of sound healing. No, and, and honestly, like AI, like if I really wanted, um, let's say for a script as an example, like even though I've read some of the scripts that they, and they're, Actually, well, the scripts are amazing. I know. Yeah. And it still never will be the same as like another writer because I've worked with writers, especially in film before, and the dynamic in that creative space you have with them where you bounce off each other and you don't get that with AI. That's the difference. So yeah. I would always still hire a writer and bring in that writer or that creative. Same with AI artwork. There's an insane AI artwork that they can like photorealistic or oh, animated. Oh, yeah. Blows me away. It's insane. It's amazing. So once again, I'll do that for like a quick YouTube thumbnail. But if I really, let's say for an album artwork, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to go the AI because I want to have more of an organic back and forth with the artist and make it feel, you know, I want that human element. So I think also the more AI comes in, it kind of will still distill into, okay, I'll use AI for this. I want human for that. Yes. And so on. Yes. I, I'm a big believer in the energy that you put into it is what attracts us. It's not the content, it's the energy. Yeah. You know, otherwise, why would like TikTok videos go viral? Right. So, yeah. um, and that's a good example, by the way, of how human and digital interact, but it's still an energetic pull. Yes. Right. So it's the energy that does it. So if I'm going to do something start to finish um, with the kind of energy that is, we'll call human energy, um, then I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to make myself do that. Now, if I'm going to market it <laughs> after it's ready to go, right? If I'm going to market it, then you got a choice to make. Yeah. Like, do you want to continue the energy that you put into the project or the song or the piece of art or whatever it is, the production? Do you want to continue that energy uh, in your marketing? And I think that's an ethical question because you can go out there and you can do, I mean, you could hire Ryan Holiday, right? To, to manipulate the media to market your thing. Sure. And you could probably have a huge audience, but is that the energy that you want? You know, and, and these are like serious questions I'm asking here. And it, it's not self-limiting thoughts. Don't, you know, they don't hate on me if you're, you know, going to listen to this and say, well, but you could be marking it that way, Bill. 
Um, sure, there's always exceptions. There's always alternatives. But sure. I, it's, insane, you know? it's, but it's like we need to think about these things, especially as creatives. It, it doesn't matter so much if you're selling insurance, perhaps. But if you're creating something that's innovative and organic, and especially if it has a healing intent, right? And that's where the AI will still take some more time just because even based off of what you're reading on the internet, which is kind of AI's, you know, brain yeah. or archive, you know, there's still not a lot out there on sound healing frequencies. I mean, we're still rediscovering all this. So we're in the process of innovation and creation yeah. around the sound healing, you know, medicines and modalities. So you still need that human touch, especially when it is in a, um, a, a newer niche, a new area of, of creation where it's all going to be experiment at that point anyway. Here's a question for you. Um, are you familiar with the idea of kosher? Uh, like rabbi blesses the food yeah, and yeah. it so rabbi's not going to bless every piece of food that goes out there he's going to bless the factory where it's all made right you know and correct me if i'm wrong on this but you're getting the idea so um the factory is going to make kosher food isn't that a little bit like saying to ai okay ai make me sound healing because you put your intent into the ai does that carry over that's my question like your intention to say the AA, does the does the energy carry over through what chat gpt does i feel i'm sure it does i'm sure it does and i guess it then it comes down to the ai programming and is it capable and have enough i don't know resources or information or just programming in general to be able to do the task you're asking right now we know it certainly can do a lot of things like artwork and writing and music yeah um, but specific complex healing music which it is which that that usually is that's another question right um yeah i mean but it, it, it'd be so easy to say okay ai write me a third chakra uh five eight meter 432 hertz uh 47 minute guided meditation music soundtrack <laughs> yeah which you you, you know you, right in the key of e minor right right um and because you have to tell ai right and my intention is to and then you can fill in the intention right my intention is to do this spiritual healing work using this music do you think that would flow through with the style of blood? Oh, in the style of yeah, the style you of Chris know, Noble or John Hopkins or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the style is also a big thing. Yeah, if you're able to, because I was about to say like that would maybe work, but then you're gonna hit the wall of like, yeah, but it's just not the vibe or the style I'm going for. But if you put the genre or kind of style as well into there, then we're really getting into it because. Sure, it's hitting all those parameters and frequencies that we need, but it's also delivering it. Because for me, you know, healing music is just as much important, the music versus the frequencies. If I don't like the way the frequencies are mixed together and how it's sounding, I'm not going to listen to it. It's not very yeah, yeah. pleasant to listen to. So I still want to put my even if, it, even if you were had, had like a way of determining that was 100% your intention was in there. Right. Even if you knew that that was like the identical to you live at the, at the keyboard, right? You'd still diss it if it didn't if you didn't like it. 
Well, if I don't like it, I don't like it. So I well, have to. Yeah, just, I mean, I get that. I'm just asking to be obvious. Yeah, no, I, I guess it's more just I, I. It's these are great questions, Bill. It's more I'm like I. If I don't like it, then I'd have to assume that there's still something lacking with the la- the AI yeah. and yeah. human interface side. I As guess, we would, right? right? Uh, uh, yeah. So it's, it's like, like oh, it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Like you're in the sound studio, you're going, eh, let's, let's do another take. And that's where. Hopefully, and for probably still quite a while, that's where the difference between AI and, and the human creativity yeah. will likely stay. Now, it's advancing so fast that I can't say any, any you know, like, uh, absolute, uh, this is exactly what it's going to be like, because we don't know. It could be at a point where it will be indistinguishable from a Beethoven or, or a Mozart, and it, that probably will be where it evolves, but for now... That's where the human element plays a huge role yeah. is, is in the style, innovation, and, and creating new things. You know, AI is awesome at the old, but innovation that, uh, you know, and not to get too esoteric, but innovation and creativity are a right brain function, but not even right brain. Yeah, the right you know, brain plus the connection to. Plus the etheric cosmic connection where where is the information yeah. really coming from it's not actually generated in the brain it's entering your mind and it's coming from another source and that's the whole other interface side of it that the human being is an incredible interface for infinite knowledge and creativity from the rest of the universe does ai know that once again i'm sure it would probably learn that maybe and then somehow yeah maybe it would be ai but it's ai that's built a human clone to then channel the information as a human would i don't know man it gets it gets funny but there's i still feel a defining difference where i don't feel like we're getting completely booted out as a human race or anything no no no. i think um so this is a idea that i've been playing around with for a while and i think we've discussed it here before so um let me see how well i can do to keep it brief so we know about quantum entanglement right which is like intention at a subatomic level so if you've got an intention that works at a subatomic level what consciousness thinks that right yeah and and we've been able to prove that human consciousness can't cause entanglement we've been able to do machine entanglement so we can have like quantum computing and stuff like that so let's as a hypothesis let's just say that quantum entanglement is a thing so intention matters oh yeah it probably matters like 100%. But we higher human organisms have discovered how to get in the way of that intention so profoundly that we no, can no longer use it. <laughs> because we don't believe in it anymore either. So we've, we've discarded it. And if you don't believe in what you're doing, then it ain't going to work. Well, we've evolved such amazing perceptive capabilities that we can no longer see this stuff. <laughs> But our perceptive capabilities come from a paradigm where we, where everything's separate. Right, right. That whole idea of separation, that everything is a separate yeah, entity. You're, you're you over there, and I'm here. and Exactly. Of course, well, not of course, but for a lot on the spiritual path, you recognize pretty quickly that that's, of course, not the, not the case. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. Everything is a mirror of itself. Everything is connected. There's only the singularity of, of consciousness where you all reside and, and have live and, and are born and die and everything like that it's it's all connected so then that connection i guess maybe adds to the concepts of quantum entanglement and things like that well sure yeah now we have science to prove it so is our job then as these advanced beings that we are 
to get the fuck out of our own way. <laughs> yeah, Bill. I think that is the answer. And right? I'm, I'm, I think you're absolutely real. I mean, it, it just makes logic. It, it does, though. Every you got time a lot I, to unlearn. Yeah, okay, psychedelics just like drop all that stuff. Well, it's just like flush. And then, you know, after a few hours, it all comes back. All technology has done for us is to get in our way. <laughs> so, so if AI takes over that whole job, man, I'm good because that'll free up this CPU, you know, to, to let go of some of that stuff. I love giving it the busy work, you know, give a, like writing a, a description for a social media posts. Go yeah. for it, buddy. Run go Starbucks, run McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Really though. Like take that stuff. That's great. Oh, what about jobs? I'm like, does anyone really want to work at McDonald's? Like, no, it means we're going to open up other areas and other yes. jobs that are more creative based. Yes. It'll, it'll get back to the heart, right? We'll get out of the age of enlightenment where the head was everything. Yeah. And only smart people won. Right. And we'll bring it to a place where the Kronandaros are right now, right? You know, the, 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 those people have been holding that space for thousands of years for us, like the Dark Ages, you know, the Christians living on the islands off the coast of the UK, right? Yeah. They held spirituality together for the rest of the world for a time. Yeah. And, and you know, places like you know, certain Africa and South America, especially, you know, the last 2,000 oh years. Gosh. Yes. They, they maintained a lot of incredible and very important spiritual wisdoms and teachings, right? And our friends, the Egyptians. Oh, yeah. So ancient, you know, right? Yeah. So um, it, it's out there, people. And as soon as we release our grip on reason, you know, as reason being the whole, only thing, as soon as we release that, we're going to be able to welcome some of this other stuff, which, you know, according to all the seers and people who think such ways, it, I mean, that's our savior right there, right? That That's saving grace yeah. for those of us who haven't killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we, we are the ones we've been waiting for, right? And I and I think... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. My poor mind is spinning right now. Yes. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Take a moment, everyone watching and listening. Take a breath. <laughs> All the yeah, sleep. we are the ones uh, we've been well, waiting that's, for. Well, and that's in that way of, like, um, we are the ones that are awakening right now into this, this kind of new energy of this new, yes. new planet and new consciousness... And that comes with a lot of turbulence and change and chaos, but also brings new life, new ideas. And I think that's what we're moving into are all these new concepts of ways of doing business, ways of um, running, just living your life and, and getting out of this like doggy, dog, Darwinian survival fear-based time, right, of uh, competition. We're moving into a, a, an energy now and a, and a time of collaboration is what brings in wealth and, and, and abundance. Yes. Community brings in the abundance. Um, and yeah, and also just... What are there, 8 billion of us? Imagine what we could do working together. Well, we see small examples of of that, and we've done incredible things with those small examples. So imagine, yeah, yeah get a couple billion under that, and pff, we're unstoppable. You know, Take like, away all the crazy work. And, yeah. You know, I mean, there really are good things we can do once we stop fighting each other. Yeah, and I think that's a lot by design, and I think the more we kind of come back into our things that we like, just love to do, like with sound and music, it's going to help literally resonate other people back into a sense of you know equilibrium where they can look with their own eyes and go like hey wait a minute yeah why are we killing each other it seems to just maybe financially benefit a very small group of people and otherwise everyone suffers so why are we doing it yeah explain that again so get out of our way right get out yeah of our basically so let's talk about this because one of the amazing things that's happening to musicians and i know this like from around close in and i know this i'm talking to chris for you if you're listening to this chris is your 
music is one of the things that Chris does, right? Really well. Correct. But it's I like the core of creativity too, right? Yeah. So um, we've talked about festivals, bands, and I've encountered like personally just through the random reaches of the world, people reaching out, Bill, I want to get started in music. What do I do? Right. Um, it's a good question, but the, the kind and diversity of people who are called to do something creative right now probably reaches beyond, you know, make music. I know it does with you, Chris, because you've got music and film and um, the, the, the spiritual healing work, right. All combined with a bunch of technical skills that you know you can edit and sound design and all that other kind of stuff i mean this is this is the nature of creativity these days we no longer just play an instrument no because we are multifaceted you know like we we're, we're we are i think again this old paradigm of you have one career one job one training oh, yeah. one direction that's gone right? are you bagging on my band i love my one direction <laughs> <laughs> And you're full of the uh, the good puns today, Bill. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it is uh, it's a new it's exciting time. I'd say I if I were um, uh, you know a, a, an up and coming artist, um, just new newer to the to the world of, of uh, professional creativity, whatever that would be, right? Yeah. It's exciting. You know, I, I think it's uh, to really embrace all those different modalities. Like if you're feeling that pull to any creative outlet, go for it. And trust me, they can all weave in together. I'm just discovering that now and seeing how it can all actually weave in. I mean, the easiest way is that you just are your own brand of creative. And then right, it all yeah. falls into that. Producers are gone. You don't need them anymore. Not I mean, really. Helps I mean, if you can afford somebody to listen to your stuff and tell you, hey, fix this. But, certainly. you know, you can do this. Yeah. And we're you on know, your own. AI. I mean, there's there's pretty solid AI now that can master your music mix. I would definitely leave that to a human still. Yeah. Um, but to master, yeah, you know, get AI to do that. There's lots of so many ways, right? We can outsource to you know technology now. Oh yeah. And and at the same time, it makes it so that there's really no excuse to to create. You know, you don't even need to be musically trained to create music now. And that's that's or actually pretty cool. Go if you're it. in it, um, most amazing discovery of the year was DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> which is free and not only does it do an incredible job with video editing like blows everybody else out of the water right and it's free i'm in it also has an amazing sound editor mm. and you know we're not talking about producing an album here but we're talking about like the final mastering of a podcast like ours is 30 seconds just bang 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 that's remarkable these days especially for a you know a tool that is used by the pros you guys and that's not the only thing out there but it saved a whole bunch of time for me and it's pretty incredible when in terms of its capabilities yeah it's it's and it's just like it's like a really high end uh, software that's free oh, so yeah and it's also it's like um there's there's things like that and there's a good old classic garage band you know yep. for Anyone else that's starting off, you can do amazing things with GarageBand. I learned, you know, all my editing skills on GarageBand as a kid and do it. You know, do it's, it. a, it's yeah. another great way to just have no excuse to start. You know, my friends who are just getting into, I've had other careers. Um, you know, one of my friends who's a, a, a social worker, psychologist, and she, or social worker therapist, and she, uh, over the last three to four years, has moved into sound healing and even now doing live performances and has always loved music and 
has like a little um, a more of a fun hobby band that she plays with for covers and just she's she's just gone and she's in her um, mid to late forties and just decided at this point in her life, you know what, I need I need to switch, I need to change uh, the career a bit and, and get music and sound going and and she's made that change and it's really cool because she's you she's just using GarageBand and like simple technical setups for live performances. It's really easy with again the the gear only gets better. So it just does make it a lot more feasible for simple or slightly more complex uh, pieces of music or performances for complete novices, total pe- people that have just started getting in. You can really pick it up quick and, and start yeah. to go at a pretty professional level, Yeah, you know, right off the bat. It's great. Hey, what would you say, Chris, to someone who's, um, who's got the discipline of like recording everything they play so they can learn from their own recordings? Um, what would you say everybody use video from now on? I always do. iPhone on a stand or something, right? Yeah. Then you know so much more about the the way that you present. Look, at this day and age, I mean, everything's, we know, right? It's video, video, video for pretty much most media. Even if you're just listening to it, you're probably just, there's a video playing and you're just not watching it. Right. That's very likely. Now, we love our podcast. Of course, there's still just audio is great, too. I think, look, there's never a problem with, like, especially if you're in a rush, like, just throw the phone, you know, the voice memo app on and, and record or whatever. Yeah. I mean, get it down but better than not at all. But when you do have a bit more time, definitely invest in a little phone tripod, a couple bucks. Yeah, and I've got film. this funky thing. Yeah, I mean, there's Free tons the of... Back. Yeah, tons of cheap options out there. Didn't definitely don't have to break the bank. Start filming yourself, and a couple of cool things will happen. One is that you'll have immediate content for yourself to post if you want to market and have any form of content to just put out there. Also, that content can be used to book shows. I mean, Absolutely. the funny thing now with like with people and with bookers is they like they will first and foremost look at a video of a very Sometimes the more generic video, the better. Like they sometimes want that cell phone in the audience um, view because that's raw. It's not, you can't hide behind that. So they get to see the full authentic version of what you do. So first of all, you can use those videos for booking. You can use them for social. And then like Bill was saying, it's practice and not just of how you sound and not like how you sound on video, which is, which is important because people film you at your concerts, people, you know, like it's so good to know how all that comes through. And on top of all that, then you get to learn a really amazing skill, which is how to be in front of camera. How do you look? How do you come across? I, younger in my, like earlier in my, my uh, career, I was lucky enough that because I was in film and I was working in film and shooting and editing uh, in the film, like independent film, uh, I knew a lot about how to show up on camera, but I still wasn't even aware of little ticks and mannerisms and quirks that I have that I have no idea I'm doing. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. And so when I watch myself on video, I'm like, what is my left arm doing when I'm just sitting, listening to something or, you know, I'm in an interview and well, what is my hand doing? It's the I weirdest know. looking awkward thing. And when I'm p- performing, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm so slouched that I'm almost getting back pain watching myself play right now. Jeez, I got to really... Yeah, yeah get that back you know so you, you you can really analyze it i mean have you done that bill where you've, you've seen yourself on on oh, camera and you're like oh my god we didn't have video when i was growing up <laughs> but nowadays you but know. nowadays oh yeah i look back at old video i'm like oh my gosh bill you got to fix right <laughs> and so i'm more conscious of it and then you know the recent videos that have 
re I've recorded, I also can see things that I want to change, just physical stuff. I mean, we're talking about, um, like Alexander Method stuff here, basics, posture. Uh, there's all sorts of facial tics and hand stuff like you're talking about too. But yeah, becoming conscious of that is not something that you can do uh, without intention. If you're filming yourself all the time, you know, then you've got reference where, it, yeah, it's work. It takes take some time. You got to back through that stuff and and you know listen and pay attention visually and, and and see how it changes you. But you know what? I think a lot of injuries would uh, be resolved that way. Like if we Maybe. had video of me playing at age thirteen and somebody who was versed in proper usage for musicians. And I'm, I'll use the name here, Dorothy Taubman. She's passed away, but that the, the Taubman school is all about the proper use of uh, your hands, your arms, your back, your frame at the piano, at the violin, just like all these things. And um, one of the biggest jobs they have these days is repairing damage that's mm. been done through repetitive motion injury to your hands, wrists, you know, that kind of stuff. They're they're experts anyways but i digress <laughs> no it'd be very handy to have video we'd know you could look at the video and go well of course that's why bill hurts right? yeah yeah um, I mean, there's so many benefits and then as a skill like look at this day and age how many jobs even just like totally non-creative non-acting oh, yeah. based jobs, job, jobs yeah. right so so many of them need you on video like why wouldn't you want the skill of just being comfortable yeah. in front of the camera every time i would do any interview it was always the same reaction you put that camera in front of someone and then press record and the red light goes on. Yeah. They everyone freaks out. Yeah. Everyone loses their they, all the insecurities come up. And I and I, I get it, I get it. But it's just a funny phenomenon. Without unless I'm working with, you know, an actual professional actor yeah. or someone who's got extensive experience being on camera, it's always the same, like, oh I get the camera, oh I'm so shy, I'm I you know, no one still everyone reacts you almost universally to being on camera and you can shift that by practicing and being comfortable with it. And then when you get really good at it, you can start videoing yourself in crazy environments, like take your guitar outside and play by a stream, all the way to the extreme, which is that amazing movie that we were talking about earlier by Olafur Arnolds. Yeah. 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 Um, an outdoor concert completely in like this moonscape of Iceland. You cannot see any of the technology, but it's all hardwired. It's all live. Oh, you know, so... Get some experience videoing yourself and then play with it. See what you can see if you can take your act to a place where you might want to shoot a music video, even if it's straight on, right? Yeah. And that, that's the kind of, I actually wanted to, there's something else you brought up, Bill, that I was thinking of too, which is, you know, this idea of creativity, especially in this new day and age, and it's definitely not just limited to the arts either. Definitely. You know, and, I, and I've said this to my friends yes. from day one where I'm like, I don't care if you, I mean, and I know that, when you're, when you're saying, of course, it happens more in the creative, and I, and I agree, it does. A lot of these things are more, you know, when you're working in the creative fields, yes, you're going to be using your right brain and, and being more creative more often than not. But other professions, all professions require creativity because human beings are creative. We ha you have to get creative when your coffee maker breaks in the morning and you need that cup of coffee and you have to jimmy rig something for it to yep. work. Pro I mean, that's creativity. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm, I'm totally thinking of uh, Winston Churchill, who took a walk every day. You know, uh, granted, he was an artist at one point in his life, but he knew the power of getting away from it and letting the right brain go yeah. for a while. Just like distract the left brain and take a walk. 
um, Einstein and his violin. Well, you want to talk about getting out of your own way? Your left brain is typically what gets in, is in the way. Cause oh, it's completely. It's I know that for me. I'm always tripping on my left brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for you, I, I'm actually curious. This might be a little off. Well, it's not off topic, but I'm just curious, uh, Bill. What do, what do you find helps you, at, at, to the best of your ability, keep some form of a balance with your brain, with right and left brain, on a, on a regular, I know it's like, I mean, I haven't figured it out either, but like <laughs> to this point, what have you found has helped at least at certain points with balancing the two, you know, I was going to say regular exercise. Okay. And that's a challenge because, you know, we all know how to test the reasoning power of our left brain because that's how we were trained growing up. Right. So how do you do the right brain exercise? And, um, that's a, a pretty awesome creative journey. If you're into that thing, or if you want to know how, uh, you can start by sitting down and listening to some music that you've never heard before and try not to judge it as you're hearing it. Just allow the music, you know, that kind of allowing exercise is what the right brain craves. Don't for heaven's sakes, don't journal, uh, you know, don't make yourself work. Let's keep this simple. You don't have to be pushing a pencil or a pen or even clicking and clacking on the keyboard, but allowing your right brain just to experience some music that's new to you is um, a really powerful way to start that exercise. Of course, it goes up from there. You can also, um, it, what, I, what just kind of came to mind too is, excuse me, with exercise, what you are mentioning before, Bill, is I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a friend come over. Excuse me, we are uh, working on an event, on a workshop, a couple of, um, I'll let the, maybe in the next episode we record, I'll talk more about it. It's a men's workshop, and I think it'll be really beneficial. For oh, yeah, you've mentioned that. this. That would Amazing. be awesome. Yes, amazing masculines that um, tune into this. But anyway, so working with my collaborator on that, and he had the brilliant idea of going for a run at, for our meeting to actually do a, a, a work-based or exercise-based meeting. There you go. And yep. not just that, but we'll run to this uh, lake that's in, in Vancouver, in the city, and uh, just like a small little lake. And then we went there, did some breath work together. It was a beautiful sunny day, kind of sunbathing by the lake. The ducks are, you know, floating around. And the whole time, like a lot, we just kept getting ideas and ideas yep. for the workshops and making all these notes the whole time. And I was laughing at the end of it. And I was just like, dude, this is the most fun. Right. <laughs> I feel fantastic. We sweated, yeah. you know, I've exercised. I've been getting my vitamin D. I'm outside. We bare feet on the ground. So I was getting my, uh, my, my uh, electrolyte, not my electrolytes, my uh, electra negative ions from the earth and so on and so forth on them. I'm in community. I'm with a good friend. So I'm in that nice energy of being with a good friend of mine. And then at the end of it all, we have the, a couple, quite a few workshops that we outlined all of them for and recorded the first one last week and we'll record the rest of them as we go. And it was extremely productive. So the funniest thing is I went home and I, and I genuinely had to remind myself that that was also productive, Chris, right? <laughs> because, right. I had so much fun and I felt great because I felt like I just went to the gym or something. So I got all the, you know, the nice um, uh, hormonal diff changes and in all the nice um, chemical releases and everything that happened when you exercise. So I've got all that going. I've been with a good friend of mine. We also did some breath work. I mean, I got all this stuff going on and, and yet I was productive. So I think what you said there is a great, like, you can take that into that direction of like, you can combine the left brain, right brain stuff. And kind of have them oscillate back and forth. Yes, and because when you said balance, it implied stasis. And I thought, it's not that. It's like always a teeter-totter. 
Like we need the no. movement. We need the tension release, right? And yeah, and that's like, tenses the left releases and backwards. That's that, uh, that's music dance, right there. Exactly. So that's what I was thinking. Is dance is a great dance. example of that oscillation back and forth, and how it parts of your body might go look like left brain because you're like, oh, where's my leg? You know, <laughs> it's right. Like, you know, you're trying to still coordinate your body. Maybe if you're not an experienced dancer like me. Or, uh, and then also if you're like me though too, and then the song just takes you and then you're fully in your right brain and just feeling it. You're just in pure right. like expression, just letting it out. And that's a great example too of oscillating back and forth. Sure. Because, you know, we live in physical, right? We're always going to come back here and the left brain's decent at managing physical. So until we're not here anymore, let's get good at the transition. It's one of those ways to get out of our way, right? Get out of our own way. Yeah. Out of the, out of the, you know, the brain's great, and and we're talking left brain, right brain. Of course, there's getting out of the brain altogether and getting into your heart. You know, getting into um, totally because ultimately it's a no brainer, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's pun number three today, folks. Pun number three. I've had. Hope I've been using that one for a while. Hope you're keeping track, everybody. The bills, <laughs> the bill pun list. <laughs> so um, I'll throw myself some shade. Can you imagine me doing ecstatic dance? I can, Bill. I I can. can. Yes, because I cause I cannot, and I've done it. I, I cannot imagine myself doing this. This was in the nineties, you know, <laughs> when it was still like hippies and sarongs or whatever. That was not me. Well, but my version's right. a little different, you know. The, you know, I I've got my own spin on it, and I think I think for that as well as I I am, you know, you would be exactly the kind of person I'd be trying to get out to those things because I want to encourage the people that are less inclined to dance. You know, the yes. dancers. There you go. That are going to come out. I, I'm not worried about that. Easy peas. They're always yeah. they're searching. Like I my my previous partnership, like my my last relationship, she was am, she was amazing at finding dance events. Like that, she just was like magnetized them, found them everywhere. You know, that's just a gift. If you're into it, that's what happens, right? That's but happens, for people yeah. like you, that's who I'm trying to like bring out to these things because first and foremost, two two major things that I find is like I release so much subconscious gunk. That's in my body, specifically when I dance. Other things, yoga, all that stuff, great. All of it's awesome. But for some reason with dance, it's because it's also linked to my inner child. And there's this playful element of it. And the more I let... And sometimes, you know, in the past, like, you know, doing um, psychotropics like MDMA and stuff has helped me fully let that out. And now having sure, yeah. done dance parties and stuff with MDMA, I can come back in a sober... Uh, environment like i will be at you know next week doing my thing and i'm gonna be drunk on the music i'll tell you that i will be only drinking natural spring water all night but i'm gonna be high as heck on the music and the dance because i especially when it's black loud awesome music that i just love and then i'm moving that body in ways i don't even understand yeah i'm yeah. lost it's great i'm yeah, gone it's it's Best. you're gone yeah. and that's where you can go with practice right so you you hit uh, and I said throwing shade on purpose, and you hit right on it, man. Which is this: get out of your own way, Bill. Because if there's resistance to dance, that's probably an indication it's where I need to be. Very good point, right? Yeah, Re I resist the dance. No, Bill, you should be dancing. Because as you and this is an amazing observation too, as you pointed out, there are things you release when you're dancing, physically release that. That are different than when you're in a yoga pose yep. or any other form of movement. And I'm not saying that like off the top of my head here, my wife's a dancer. So oh, awesome. that's her observation about it from having studied this stuff.
Okay. And um, you know, why do dancers stretch? There's there's ways that need to be moved that combine like the left and the right brain, right? It's it is the dance, like literally, it's the dance of that. And um, so there's my there's my challenge to myself, or your challenge to me. <laughs> well, no, you know what? And I'll say the same. It's a great litmus test. I think what you said is brilliant, Bill. Which is if it's if it really does kind of like you can feel that block and then when you kind of take can take a moment and step back and, and and remove any emotion or anything else that comes up and go wait why is that block even there like hold, wait why am i resisting dancing there's something that every human it's a pretty universal thing other things you know like okay sure i'm resisting eating cheese because i think maybe my stomach does not agree with it very well or like there's difference but when it's yeah. something as universal as dance or music or you know things of that nature yeah it's good it's i think it's really great to ask that and for me uh it was actually djing these types of events i have known for years i was going to do this and wanted to do this and i was terrified so it's mm -hmm. taken me quite some time to also just kind of get out of my own way and in this event that i organized i, I collaborated with two other friends of mine so that there's you know i'm not the only one doing it it's going to force me and we put it in the calendar and i've, I've reserved the space so and i'm like oh crap i really got to do this <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> There's a um a magic about a really great DJ that just like a really great band invites everybody in the room into the music, into the movement, into the ethos, the spiritual connection of what's happening. It doesn't matter what the music is. A really great DJ can do that and it blows me away. It just blows me away. It's it's such a skill. It is. It totally is. I've I've really reshifted my uh my view on DJing over the years and I mean the tech's back. cool too, right? Oh, it's awesome. So you much know, fun. But um so fun. not it's not like everybody's watching you, but everybody is. Like they you're leading the whole thing. You are. You're, you're still the performer at the end of the day. I mean, you're on the stage doing the thing, you know, music's coming out of the speakers, so and and I and I love DJing because I I personally my spin on it is musical. Like I I still have a djembe that I'll bring to this event. I'll be playing percussion a bit on some songs. Yeah, and I yeah. Have my little melodica. I think I'll solo on a couple of songs too, because why not? Why not? <laughs> right. And some of the other events I want to do, I want to invite people to bring their own percussion with them. Imagine a whole dance party where right. everyone's banging on some percussion and feeling like we're all contributing to the music together. I mean, that's great. It's there's nothing like it. Yeah. I mean, there's literally nothing like it. So, uh, one more question. I know we're getting close on time. But I've got to ask you. So, do you use AI to build your playlists? Oh yeah. I, so I've I've I definitely use AI to inspire the playlists. I love I love Spotify's algorithms. You know, total props to Spotify on that. Even though they don't pay their artists anything, but none of them do. So I guess yeah, that's, well, that's maybe, really not an excuse. But you yeah, know, that's, that's okay. We're going to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. They'll be, they'll be paying us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or so if we great. want to, maybe we'll pay that. Sorry, okay. No, 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 it's all good. Um, so they're good. I, I, I really find their algorithms are amazing. And so for discovering new music that is right up my alley for the total exact vibe and taste I'm going for, yeah, I'll definitely use AI to discover new music. Um, but I always make the playlists and the sets um, all on my own and, and really bring them in. So I use AI for new stuff for to just pull in throughout the whole ether yeah. of, of music out there that's like insane these days right there's so much ai i like to help find the stuff that it, it knows my taste i guess because the algorithm and i use that so i use it for discovering but not for designing a set 
and I, this is a bonehead question, but never thought about it. How much of a improviser are you as a DJ? <laughs> so that's funny, Bill. I I know I'll be highly improvisational as a DJ. However, like with same with music, uh, it comes with training. You got to still have a solid amount of understanding of your instrument, uh, the device, that your mixer, whatever, whatever, if it's music or DJ, it's the same principle. So you need to get to a place. I can improvise and I, I can do it in a very simple, minimalistic way, certainly with still some, you know, some question marks as how I might do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I get better, yeah, I, I love the idea of full, like pretty much fully improvising sets or at least improvising a large part of them because for me it's all about feeling the energy of people where they are in that exact moment not oh i've planned it two weeks prior and then now we're doing it but mm." so i I definitely know i need i need and want to have that improvisational but again respect all those djs out there there is a there is a a, an actual skill to this and a real skill to this and i'm still learning it (laughs) so i I mostly planned out my set I knew nothing about DJing and then I got to like hang out with one during a set one time and everything, you know, changed. So yeah. I made all these crazy assumptions still based on things like final. Right. And, Which is tough. If you're uh, doing the final <laughs> stuff, props. Cause that yeah. is, that's heavy duty. Yeah. Cause we're talking about like matching tempo and matching keys, key and sometimes matching key and major or minor and, um, you know, style too has to blend. I mean, and all of this in spite of technology, it's still an art. Yeah, well, I thought new- it was all automatic. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and even some of the new software has a lot of automated functions, but it does not change. We're getting back to our theme here: the human element of improvising the right song at the right time, and we have billions of songs to choose from. So yeah, yeah. you know that is a skill to choose that specific one that's just going to fit. It's like it's so it's, cool, it's so tasteful. It's it tastes. It takes like. My like in my last relationship, I was I my my girlfriend. She was absolutely amazing at just choosing the right tunes, even when we were just in the car or at a party or things like that. And I kept note, telling her, "I'm like, you do know that like that is an amazing skill. Not everyone has that skill to just know the right song at the right time." Yeah. And she always knows like all the latest new cool music or just weird cool stuff that's out there, and always would play it at just the right time, right five. And I just kept telling her, "I'm like, you're so good at that. Like, you're such an awesome." unintentional dj yeah yeah and then, and then by the end of our, our relationship we know she, we'd gotten her a, a dj mixer and she was full-on doing it and last i i saw from her she's she's djing parties now and doing a great job because she's so she's so natural at it because that is a skill like there there's an innate taste or or sense of like what needs to be played right now and that that is not something everyone has for sure yeah i think Questlove has a court online course if you want to learn how to do that or you can just hang out with Chris or with me and, you know, for a few years and you'll know. There's lots of good stuff. YouTube's, you know, definitely one of your best friends for tutorials there. That's how I've been learning. And Seriously. Do it, do it, do it. Practice, practice. And it's fun. You know, what I'm also going to do is rent out a little rehearsal space next week and practice before uh, in the rehearsal space so I can blast it because oh, that's yeah. another thing. Especially as a DJ, you want to practice playing on a full sound system, which most of us won't be able to do at home. So... That's another nice, fun little way to get out there and have your own mini. And here's the thing. At the end of the, the day, every time I'm practicing and learning more about being a DJ, I'm having a mini dance party with myself. Yes. just And that is the move. therapy. Like, yeah. it feels it so damn good. The, the music is the, uh, what is that? The music is the modality? 
Yeah, it is the medicine. It's the, yeah, it's the modality. It's, it's, it's awesome. So, so take, you know, take us home here with, with some wisdom. <laughs> Summarize what we've learned today. Uh, we got to get out of our own way. Uh, yeah, we got to get out of our own way. What else we were talking about? Human versus AI. Human, yeah, how to use AI well as a human being, whether intention matters, stuff like yeah. that. Oh, th then the big question remains is, will Chris and his girlfriend get back together? <laughs> well, um, I won't speak for her, but we haven't really spoken for quite a while. But we're, we're you know, she's an amazing human being, and I, I still have lots of love for her. And, I, and I, I, I think she does for me as well, but... I think at this point where we, it's one of those situations in life where you just, you know, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't look at relationships as success or failure. You know, I, I, I'm super grateful for the time we had together and we learned so much from each other. And honestly, a lot of this DJing and dance stuff, I got to give her a huge, you know, ha hats off to her for that. Cause she was a big influence for me in getting me into all the dance stuff and going to all those dance parties. And I was always the one in the audience being like, I can do that. <laughs> you know, I can, that, that like that set looks like so much fun so thank you you know to yeah, yeah thank you to her for that because um i don't think we'll be getting back together just because it just doesn't seem like that's our uh, our calling in this life but at the same time uh, i'm so grateful for her and to all that she brought in so thank you for getting me into djing and dance music because you're um that that ain't going anywhere i'm gonna only be getting more and more into that stuff so at the end of it all, Bill, I mean, like, I don't know, we're creative beings. And I think leaning into the fact that all of us as humans are creative, that is one of our defining differences be between us and AI. And we have that ability to literally bring in information from elsewhere, the ether, cosmos, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We will call them things like downloads or epiphanies or genius moments of like, oh, I have yeah. the idea for this amazing thing. That is coming from a place that is not in your brain. Okay, and humans, that's an incredible ability that we all have. AI does not. So we've, we've still got lots to offer here. We don't have to get too scared, I think, of the AI situation, although I know there's cause for that, and I understand that. So I think, I think that's a really great difference that we have with AI. And then bringing it back to, I don't know, the power of movement and music together, combined, let us know in the comments and, you know, in future uh, episodes. But in the comments of this episode, we'd love to hear, you know, how have you felt, audience and, and listeners and viewers, like how have you felt when you dance and you hear that song, maybe it's at a club or at a friend's party or something where you just got to move? How good do you feel when you're in that place of just moving to one of your all-time favorite songs, blasting through the speakers or in the right. car or wherever, and you're just grooving? Like, do you not feel the sense of complete presence in that moment of just utter enjoyment of like, yes. I love this, you know, and is it, would it be the same if you were sitting or lying down listening to that? Not that that's a bad thing. We've talked a lot about that in meditation, all that stuff. Great. But if you didn't incorporate that movement, would it be the same? I don't think so. Because the movement with the sound and all of the things combined, that's where the magic happens. And there's so much that gets let out and released through that. Please let us know if you feel similar and if it helps you in any particular area of your life, maybe bringing in a, I like to do a, a little dance every morning for 30 seconds to a couple of minutes, depending on how I'm feeling. It doesn't have to be a banger dance song or anything like that. It can be, sometimes I'm dancing to some Spanish guitar. It's just really nice and soothing in the morning, but I'm still kind of moving yeah. slow salsa movements to it in my kitchen. Just that. It's like you get your body going. It's such an energizing way to start things and it's fun it, it brings your inner child in you get to play with it as my 
amazing podcast host, Mr. Bill Protzman, always says, you don't work music, you play music. So bring in the play. So I'm going to echo two things you said, because one of them was just so incredibly, an incredible insight for me. It was like the meeting that you had with your buddy, where you not only were more creative, you were exercising at the same time, uh, moving together, you know, out there in nature, doing all the good stuff. What a great way to hold a meeting. I mean, it's not back to the office, right? It's getting out in a way that really is awesome. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love having coffee. That's a fantastic thing. But what if you took it on the road? Like, I've always been a walker like Steve Jobs. I like to have walking meetings. So thank you for that, because that was, that's a beautiful insight that we can use, like put to work right now. And just to get on the technology side of it quickly, you're like, well, but my friend's not in the city. Get on what? Get on a call, and then yeah, yeah. just walk together. Go for a walk. Same Put thing. on your earbuds. Yeah, and um, and the last thing because it's also relationship based, uh, and I love it when stuff comes home this way. But uh, who, which one of us would want to have a relationship like Chris had, where you were so inspired, brother, and just lit up? And and if those are qualities of the relationships that we're all after, things will change. Like if that's our intention, right? Put that in the machine. Yeah. And intention's everything. And I think that's uh, that's a great point, Bill. Yeah. Like, more more love in this world, you know? And it, we, just that switch of perspective. It's not a failure. It's not a catastrophic, like, negative thing when something ends. Everything has a beginning, middle, and an end in this. And release, this, like, right? Exercise. Cyclical life. Exercise. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. That's music. That's music. It's life. It's all good, you know. So if it's not meant to last, if you're if you've had a if you're getting over another an old relationship or just yeah got went through a breakup, you know, it's all good. I mean, it's painful. Don't get me wrong, but you're you're grieving the loss of an important person in your life, and at the same time, they had a very important role. So and and you got to learn from all those amazing experiences yeah. and challenging care. experiences. It makes you a better person. So thank you to all my previous partners for making me a better person. There you go. If you're listening. Yeah, so uh, I do think that too. But, <laughs> you know what? It's all love. So yeah, I'm it's happy to spread love. that love it's to, all love. to everyone. I know. I'm just playing. Okay, I'm going to get <laughs> off the stage now. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for all week. In. <laughs> we appreciate you. We appreciate you so much, Bill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really appreciate the provoking questions this this time around. It was great. Got this my brain going. Yeah. Yeah. Until the next one. Aho. Until the next one. Aho, everybody. <laughs>